Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Welcome to a very special episode of Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm your co-host and joining me is the wonderful Regold. Hi, Ray. Hey there. How's it going? Wonderful. This is a great episode that I'm really looking forward to. This was your idea when we were setting up the podcast that perhaps something would happen that would, you know, pique your interest and you'd want to just jump on and, and record a podcast episode to talk about it. We talked about it being called Get It Off Your Chest, Ree, but I've been brainstorming and I thought we might call it Ree's Rant. Okay, let's do it. Whatever you want. <laughs> Good way to describe it. Is, yeah, is rant something, the term that you use all the time? Is it not just an Australian thing? No, we, we have rants here in the States too. <laughs> would, you like, <laughs> would you like to have a rant? <laughs> I'll go for it. <laughs> so I thought a perfect topic to start with would be something that I've heard you rant about before, and I say that with love, and that is dance competitions. Okay. What do you think, Ray? So... Uh, I have ranted a lot on this topic, but first I want to say this because I think some of the times when I rant, I'm misinterpreted. I am not against dance competition. I grew up in it, uh, competed my first time when I was 10 years old. I believe that it was that day at that competition that the light switch went off in my head and I knew I wanted to be a dancer. So that's how important that I think a dance competition can be. And I want to say those words before I go on this rant. (laughs) So with that said, I I guess the best way to describe it is I look at dance competition as a part of what we do and it can't be all that we do. I look at dance competition and I say it's not healthy for your school if the focus is only on the competitive kids in most studios in the States and I'm sure in Australia as well. 85% of our population within our school, if not more, is recreational and preschool kids but sometimes within studios who compete, 100% of the focus goes on the competitive kids. So I look at it as it can be detrimental and frustrating for studio owners who end up believing that it is success in dance competition that is uh, the most satisfying thing to them, that is what their goal is, and... I'm not sure that it should be that kids are only dancing because they want to win awards. Because we tend to lose students because not every kid can win those awards. So if our focus is only on the competition, we're going to lose dancers. We're going to have an atmosphere of very much competitiveness among our students, among the students' parents, etc. So that first part of my rant, it's about Bringing it back to the first thing I said, it's a part of what we do, it's not all we do. If you've gone off to the other side and you can recognize that this is not doing your business good, it's time to start 
pulling back. It's time to start focusing on those preschool and recreational kids. So the second part of my rant is if I'm choosing to compete, I'm choosing to do what's right for the kids. So therefore, I can't give a seven-year-old a solo to I don't know how to love him <laughs> because she doesn't know how to love him. You have to give a seven-year-old, even a strong dancer, something that they can relate to, music that they understand, music that they can feel, and their minds are in a different place than our most advanced 18-year-olds. So I look at it as I am going to do musically, choreographically, uh, costume-wise, what's the appropriate for the level and the age that I'm teaching. I have been in audiences watching dance competitions and seeing seven-year-olds in two-piece bra and panty bottom thrusting. And I have to tell you that the studio is screaming with excitement, but I have to look down. And if, if that's what you're doing, even to part of your audience, you're not doing a good thing for dance. So... Got any comments so far? Oh. <laughs> yeah. The making anyone in your audience feel uncomfortable thing, it just mm. can't, it cannot happen. And it still does. And it's a shock value thing for some teachers. They want to be shocking. They want to make a statement. They want to be the thing that's talked about when the competition is over. It's so far from what I believe is appropriate. It's crazy. See, I want to say this. I feel like if that's my goal, like that, that people talk about my school when we leave, then I'm going to be so different than everybody else. I'm not going to shock them with my uh, sexuality or my maybe crossing the line. I'm going to shock them by being so different from everybody else that they can't help but recognize my studio. And when I say different, I mean, I'm not going to do all the same contemporary choreography that someone else is doing. I'm not going to do the most common music or the hit song of the year. I'm going to dig deep into my heart and soul, figure out who my dancers are, what they're all about. I'm going to choreograph something that fits us, that fits our culture and what we're all about. Maybe something that is so entertaining that I stick in the middle of all of this contemporary stuff that everybody just jumps out of their seat because everybody needed that. That's how you stand out. Stand out by having kids that are polite. Stand out by having kids that are so nice and so friendly that everybody's just running around saying, that's the nicest school at the dance competition. If you want to get recognized, be the dance teacher who goes up and congratulates all the other teachers as they win awards and let other kids in the auditorium see you doing that and your own students. 
we try to stand out for the wrong reasons sometimes. Yeah. Okay, to take a breath. And that's great because that's what Reeves rant is all about. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and and uh, I won't go on too much longer about this, but this is what I want to say on thinking of it from a business perspective. If you're a school owner and you're trying to grow your business and you put out there, we are the most award-winning studio in America or in Australia or wherever you are, or you say you're the best. You realize that all the people that you're trying to bring into your studio are going to expect that you're going to make their children award winners. So if you only have 10% of a studio that could be those award winners, then 90% of those people that you're bringing in because they think their kid's going to be a winner are going to be disappointed in the product that you offer. However, if the product that you offer is about building positive characteristics in children like dedication, focus on something, uh, self-confidence, a bright future because they can balance their homework and, and their commitment, if you sell that as your product, you can't go wrong. You can fulfill all those obligations. So I look at the big award-winning studios who are just promoting that that's why you should come to them. And I want to say, do you realize how many people are not coming because they don't want that for their children or how expensive that that looks or the time commitment that it looks like? They're picturing a once-a-week dance lesson and a tutu at the end of the year, and you're trying to sell them a professional dancer. And frankly, most parents are scared to death that their child will become a professional dancer. Preach. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Got any, any more questions for me on that one? Uh, I think we will come back to that. Something tells me that during the duration of the podcast, we will touch on this again. But as a, as a first Rees rant, I loved it. I... Um, had a good time. I feel re relieved, sort of. <laughs> That's again, awesome. I, I want to remind everybody, I look at this competition thing. If you look back 20 years and you were to see where we were at as teachers, choreographers, or, or our students, we are far superior at what we do, and so are our students. And I believe that's a direct result of competition. It has raised the standards of education. If you use it the right way, it can be a positive part of the dance education process. Let's make it that way. Enjoy the journey, <laughs> even the competitive one. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 